I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. So we are well, this here. This is the other guy, the competent businesswoman, <laughs> and the other guy. Welcome, Pod Squad. We are here for the second installment of the August podcast listening adventure, where we are supporting you in upgrading your business and upgrading your life. And today we're talking about the shifts we made to go from six to seven figures in our business. So I just want to say, first of all, seven figures is completely arbitrary six figures is completely arbitrary it's not about the money though certainly you know money gives you more choices it's about expansion expanding our capacity to do great work and expanding our impact and growth and progress and really happiness comes from the process of growth and progress not necessarily the result. So that's what we're talking about today. But we had this milestone of hitting seven figures in our company as revenue in one year. And it was something we had wanted to hit for a while because we knew it would require us to step into greater versions of ourselves as business people. And so we did it a couple years ago. And today we are sharing about the shifts that we made that made that possible. And there, it's not like that we sold more stuff, although certainly that's kind of the subtext. <laughs> but, you know, what made that possible for us to touch more lives? So anything before we get started, hon? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. I was worried about the microphone falling off the table, so I readjusted. Okay, great. Uh, Penelope was apparently playing with our podcast equipment and was pretending to record was, a podcast. Yeah. So what was her podcast was, about? Uh, she didn't have a topic. She oh, was just talking. She was just talking. Both microphones. She needed both at the same time. So she was recording both. Was this yesterday when I went to uh -huh. go get yeah. Ruby? And then she was, so she's sitting on this, Kate's dad made this wooden boat that is sitting in front of the desk that I use in the basement. And then in the boat, cause this is a big boat. It looks like a rowboat, but it's like a toy version that like a small human it's can It's a cradle. In. Yeah, a cradle. It's a boat that's a cradle. And she was sitting on that. And then on top of all these blankets recording and then she fell out. So that was, and then she cried. Yeah, well, it's on rockers, so... Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Plus, she was sitting piled high on... Yeah. On blankets, I mean, she's so. good, like, she's, what, three feet in the air, uh, sitting on top of blankets, and then started rocking, and then fell out. Not so, stable. Yeah, not stable. But that happens. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I feel good about life. Mike and, I just had the hardest week ever of being... Weekend. A weekend of being a father of two children when Kate was traveling. And... But we've recovered. It's uh, now Wednesday, and... We're back into it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Mike and I have also been working out together almost every day, doing these CrossFit-inspired workouts in our garage gym. And Yeah, it's through a program called Street Parking. Mm -hmm. So by Miranda and Julian, they, I believe, live in Washington State now, that they have used to be CrossFit Games, very fit individuals, athletes. And then they kind of retired, at least at this point, from the competitive CrossFit scene. And they created a, a website called streetparking.com. And they give a variety of levels. So if you want the super intense workout, you can do those programs. If you only have dumbbells, you could do it that way. If you have barbells, you could do it that way. We've been doing like the shift program, which is kind of easier. Just it's mainly with kettlebells, a few dumbbells here and there. 
a box like to step on something to step on and we just do it in the garage right now and it's remarkable like it's very do less so yep. i have this thing which i know is not uncommon which is like well if i don't have time to work out for an hour then i might as well not do it at all which is like this very all or nothing thing right and i think a lot of people struggle with this like if i can't it's it's perfectionism mm -hmm. essentially like if i can't it's opting out because of perfectionism if i can't do like the ultimate most incredible workout ever i will do nothing which is ridiculous and so these workouts the warm-up takes us probably three minutes maybe uh, five. I would say three to, well now it takes shorter because we've been doing it for a while but yeah like maybe maximum five, five minutes mm -hmm. and then the which workouts, you're getting a good sweat like yeah, by then oh my gosh by the end of the warm-up we're both sweating yeah and then which is what you want the workouts anyway. themselves are like 10 to 15 minutes Most maximum 20, 20. yeah and then you're done and i am noticing massive improvements in my fitness level already so as an example i'm so proud of myself <laughs> so i'm gonna share on the podcast while mike was home having the most difficult weekend he's ever had with the solo parenting i was having the time of my life at omega with glennon doyle and abby wambach going to their workshop and my dear friend megan waterson spoke and i got to just like beam love at her and it was incredible i wrote about it on instagram if anybody wants to go read that and then also austin channing brown spoke oh she um, did it was oh cool. un freaking believable her she, book's great she wrote a book called i'm still here what is the subtitle i'll look it up keep sharing thank you okay and it's the subtitle is really important that's why i want to mention it anyway she talked about unlearning what we've learned about race in america and it was it was phenomenal so i was there and abby did these wolf pack workouts in the morning and i was like you know you almost went like when else am i gonna have a chance to exercise with a world-class athlete do you have the subtitle yeah it's i'm still here and it's black dignity in a world made for whiteness read this book yeah read it's, this it's book. i read it months maybe, ago and it was fantastic maybe austin would come on our podcast maybe she day. would i'm gonna ask her okay so i decided i was going to go to do this workout even though i knew it was going to be running and i am so not a runner and i sort of have trauma about running in gym class and like so many other people but i was like you know what I ne I'm never going to have the chance to exercise with a world-class athlete with like the greatest soccer player who's ever lived, Abby Wambach. Mm -hmm. So I am going to go do that. And so I woke up, I pumped, I got my little running shoes on, I showed up and she just like gave us no instructions and just met us at a trailhead and was like, okay, go. And I was like, WTF, what is happening? Wait, she didn't even, did she, she ran with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. she was leading, of right. course. Leading she was the like, pack. okay, let's go. Her book, Wolfpack, also an amazing book on women's leadership. Well, on leadership in general, but told through the lens of a woman. I texted Eric that you were, because oh. you told me you're about to go running with Abby. Eric, our neighbor. Yeah, Eric, He's our neighbor. A, He's a, a giant, soccer, giant fan. soccer fan. Completely, uh, like, super jealous. And so I was like, hey, Kate's about to go run with Abby Wambeck. And he goes, well, I'm about to do Peloton with someone. You know, it was like <laughs> some person on the TV. And he's like, well, tell her she should be jealous. I'm about to do the Peloton with somebody that he was training Not with. Not the same. Yeah. I was IRL. <laughs> I, um, anyway, so I'm going. It's not like I was running right next to Abby. Like she was, you know, there were yeah, probably correct. 50 women like running through the woods in this trail. But here's what was so cool. As a non-runner... I was totally keeping up with the runners and it wasn't, it was hard, but it wasn't like, 
oh my God, I'm dying. Like it felt so good to just be running through the woods with this group of women. And I felt like I was running with a woman who runs and she was just like, she was just like, you're doing great. Like, what do you, you know, are you, are you a runner or whatever? And I was like, I am actually not a runner. And she said, what have you been doing for your workouts? Cause it's working. And I said, well, I, my husband and I do these like 15 minute workouts in our garage. And it was so cool as far as like a do less moment from a fitness perspective, because I've really shifted my mentality from, well, if I don't have time to sweat it out for an hour, then I might as well not do it at all to, Hey, I've got 20 minutes let's get in here and be focused and then get out. And I had really great proof this weekend that it's upping my fitness mm-hmm. level and it felt so good to trail run with Abby Wambach. So anyway, that's fantastic. So if you would like to participate in street parking is if you have a membership or you have a community of people that in your business or in your life, like street parking does an amazing job of cultivating this community. I do not participate nearly as much as a lot of people that are in this group. I mean, I guess I could. There's no reason I don't. I just don't do it. And it's like, uh, so, but it's phenomenal what they've curated as a kind of a fitness program with people in real life, right? And so, well, virtually. In real life and in virtually. But they have summer camp in the summer and they all meet up in like New York or wherever they go and everybody like works out together and they have fun and hang out. So, Street Parking would like to sponsor the Kate and Mike show. Maybe they would. Yeah. So, well, we'll just have them on. But it's like (laughs) streetparking.com. It's $19 a month. You literally get everything given to you. So, I've tried a lot of different online programming things because one of the things that stopped me from working out, like I have pretty good, like I go to the gym by myself and I work out, right? Like most people can do that, but it's what happens when you show up in the gym, right? So it's just like in life. It's exactly what we're going to talk about in more detail today, but if for this podcast, but it's like, I go to the gym, the warm up is already done. The workout is already done. I look at the phone. Kate goes, what's the workout today? And we're like, great, go, you know? So it's not about, and so the biggest thing is like, cause you said these are CrossFit inspired workouts. So to be very clear, this is not, you're not competing for the CrossFit games here, people. This is not right. Like we're not, I doing would this. never have been confused about that, but no, I, I love that you clarified. But there's a lot of like, what happens is people are like, oh, this CrossFit and they get turned off in a way, especially. So it's not about that. It's about moving your body in the way. Like when we watch our children move it's like and realize functional it's functional movement. Right. And so that's what any workout programs that we're a part of, we should be focused on those things for the most part, unless you're competing in bodybuilding, like there's different levels of where we're at. And then there's extremes, right? There's and extremes. dance class is not necessarily That's functional correct. movement. No. But it brings me tremendous joy. It, it um, brings, it's so amazing. I pepper that so I'm in glad. as well. And then also if you need running critique, Kate is the world's greatest running critiquer. We so. drive down the street <laughs> yeah. and everyone who's running mm-hmm. by the side of the road, I'm like, that person is winging out their heels. That person is wasting a lot of yeah. energy with like they're doing all that arm movement. That person is wasting a lot of energy with up and down movement or like, wow, they have amazing form. Mm-hmm. So for a non-runner, I really have a lot to say about it. No, but it is, it's, it's <laughs> if you are a runner and you have never been critiqued on your running or like it would be very beneficial to go see a running coach, somebody that actually understands body movement or somebody that understands body movement. This is because um, here's why because there is 
I was walking with my friend Brett, who's a yoga teacher, really understands mobility, very intelligent when it comes to this stuff. We are walking in Portland and he, he was watching this woman kick her heel out and he goes, she has poor ankle mobility just from that. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, he goes, there might be other things going on, but right the, just the way she's running and that prevents long-term injury, yeah. you know? And so it's the no, same I with, think it's really, really important. It's the same with us doing our work in the garage too. Well, anything just like invest in the experts because they will help you go further faster, which is actually Let's the dive in segue to, segue. to today's episode. So here are some things we were talking after our workout as we took our cool down to the mailbox, which is what we do and kind of planning out the episode and deciding what was what really was key for getting us from six to seven figures. So so the first year we made seven figures was 2017. It was also the second year of our first daughter's life. So we had had the goal to reach seven figures for years, actually. And it wasn't until we became parents of a very intense little being that we actually hit seven figures. So I think the the belief that maybe we a lot of us have downloaded is that when you become parents, when you have more on your plate, then that means that your business has to slow down. And I would agree with that. We did slow down, but our results didn't. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I So the question I have for you, and then I'll answer it as well, but like, why did you want to make seven figures? Because as you started this podcast off, it is an arbitrary thing. People, you're like, oh, I hit six figures or I'm working in a job and I'm going to make six figures. Like it's a thing, right? It's like it's thing a thing people create. I knew, I think intuitively that what would be required of us to hit seven figures was something that was important for our own personal and spiritual development. Wow. Cool. And also like, it feels nice to say that, like it feels like, you know, similar to being a published author, I think being a seven figure business owner is a credential that helps people take you seriously. So mm -hmm. it might give, it may be a door opener for us to get on more podcasts or, you know, be featured experts or whatever, which then of course grows our impact and allows our message to get to more people. So at the end of the day, like I am about women leaders and great men as well, using the power that is within them to lead and make an impact and helping them do that, helping them source it from inside. And so by being a seven figure business owner, now, could I have articulated this in 2017? No, but by being a seven figure business owner, I believe that it is helping us make that impact in greater ways. A, because just getting to seven figures, we're reaching more people, but B, it's a door opener. Although I'm gonna be really transparent mm -hmm. here. Yeah, please, thank and you. And say like, gonna... it feels super douchey to talk about it. So I ha I used to have it in my Instagram profile and then I took it out because I was like, <laughs> that feels gross. So I just also wanna say, this is not like, that's why we started off, this is an arbitrary number. I don't care if you're a seven figure business owner. I don't care if you're a six figure business owner. I just want you to do work you love and be great at it and mm -hmm. feel great about yourself. For us, it A, because we've been culturally programmed to believe that more money is better, just being honest. And B, because I really did know that like there was gonna be some up leveling required and I wanted to do that up leveling and having this outside metric of success helped me to track Right, because we we have an internal feeling when we up level, but it's pretty cool to see how it shows in external results. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why did you want to hit seven figures? <laughs> I wanted to be rich. <laughs> also a great so, answer. 
but let me die like it was that was that was legit like it was like this thing that very few businesses achieve to or that's what i thought i mean i really have no idea this was all we do not have stats on this no i don't have any statistics whatsoever so it was just like okay people don't hit that so let's go for it and then it's also the status of it right it was this was all superficial stuff and it was like it was all about hitting that number because more people were hitting seven figures and it sounds good to be like i made a million dollars in a year right it sounds fantastic like who well, that's cool there's an extra zero sweet i still find it mind-boggling yeah it's mine it's it's crazy but then you think about like businesses that are doing 160 billion dollars a year like it's just like astronomical number right you get into this place that's a different story but it for me i was just like fascinated by it and also because i started a business because i wanted freedom right is like to have freedom right and i thought the more money i made the more freedom that i can have which is true in some ways like if you make have a private jet that allows much more freedom but for me it wasn't that i also there was a tie into like the more money equals more happiness which is not true in some ways there is to a certain level but then also it was it wasn't concrete like it wasn't where i figured out what you just said after a while like it took me a while to be like oh this is not everything actually making a certain like if we hit a certain threshold let's say it's three hundred thousand dollars a year or fifty thousand dollars a year then that allows me to live the lifestyle that i actually want to live yes you know and so so it was getting much more clear on that but i wanted a million dollars in the bank by the time i was 30 like it was a goal and would definitely didn't hit it right you know not even close and so and then when i hit it i actually there was an element of me to think about like oh did i fail like am i not successful am i not good at this because i don't have this i made this goal up right i just made it up out of the blue to be like have a million dollars in the bank and so it was this process to go through but it was and now that looking back like there's so much learning that's gone on to get to that place so well let's dive into what we've done here okay great so we have four shifts that we made to move from six to seven figures in 2017 and we've been continuing to work on these shifts because Mm -hmm. this isn't a one-time event right and if you're new in business think about like to go from zero to a thousand dollars right like zero to a hundred dollars like whatever we're saying six to seven figures put in whatever your numbers are for yourself Mm -hmm. to be like i need to go from 10 to 20 right because it's the same what we realized in preparing for this it's the same process it's just at a different level let's say exactly that makes sense so The first thing that we did is we got our money clarity super, super dialed in. So we started working with a woman named Melissa Sweet. Her website is melissasweetmoney.com. Highly recommend her. She's an investment advisor and a money coach. And we worked with her to create a system for our weekly money dates where we were taking a percentage, not a percentage, it was actually an exact amount into these different buckets for personal we had personal wants personal needs business taxes savings we just kind of like update on that so that system helped us massively up level here's what i know when you have a strong system in place to take care of the money that's already coming in you will attract more money every time i have upgraded my own personal finance system and business finance system I have made more money because money wants to know that it's safe. And if you can't take care of a penny, the universe is not going to send you a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. 
and certainly not a million dollars. So a lot of people have the belief system that once they start making a lot of money, they'll start paying attention to how to manage it. And I am telling you today is the day to start paying attention to how you manage your money. Of course, I created a whole course about that called the Money Love Course. So you're welcome to check that out. I wrote a whole book about it called Money A Love Story. Also a great resource. And there's so many other there's resources. So many people. Oh my gosh. I love, right. I mean, I love, I keep, I just bought the book, The Soul of Money by, by Lynn, Lynn Twist. Twist. I mean, Super Dave Ramsey excited. has like tons of programs. And our newest thing that we're so excited about yeah. that we've been practicing since January. And actually there's a whole bonus about this in the money love course. I didn't plan to make this a pitch about the money love course, but I just have to put it out there that in January, we upgraded our financial management system even more this past January and started using the profit first system. So if you haven't read that book by Mike Michalowicz, read it. And then we worked with a great woman named Amber Duggar to set up our own personal system. And I did a masterclass with Amber Duggar that is now in the bonus section of the Money Love course. So that's the system we use now and it's different percentages for different accounts. And we use YNAB, which is you need a budget. And I'm not going to get into it today, but that's kind of what we're doing now. But upgrading our money system and increasing our money clarity and having a stronger financial container is the first thing that made the hugest difference that was a shift from getting us from six to seven figures was taking really good care of the money that was already coming in so we could attract more. What else do you want to say about the money piece, honey? Um, money, it, honey. It also, it's not just for our business, right? It's the money piece because like we're talking about going from six to seven figures. Now these are revenue numbers. Like this is, does not include, you know, because in a business, right? There's expenses that are tied into that. There's profit you're paying yourself. So at the end of the, the end of the year, when it comes to this, I would prefer to have $300,000 in profit instead of $100,000 in profit. Let's just say we make a million dollars, right? Keep numbers easy. So people can be like, I make a million dollars this year, but their profit they brought home is $20,000, right? And it's like, okay, great. Where's all this money going? So it's, it's starting to get very clear and dialed in where your money is actually going because it's to chase the rabbit of continually making more and more and more and more and more and more and more, but then you're spending more. This is like the keeping up the Joneses thing, right? Like personal life. Like if, okay, we make more money and that's what we've done this in our personal life as well. Like we had to change homes. We expanded our family. We've changed apartments. Like our rent has gone up. So it's things that we've paid attention to. Now we have a mortgage, right? So it's paying attention to as we are spending. Woo! Oh, yay. Yeah. Mortgage is, <laughs> we've made it, made it. <laughs> Um, I just want to say power to the renters. Yes. Keep on renting people. And so it's just like, it is very important to have, because when I'm working with one-on-one -on -one businesses and clients and I have business, the first thing we're talking about is money. So it's to make sure that we are here and to notice where we are. And we'll kind of dive into number two, but I believe money is because we work in a society right now that works with money. And I don't see that changing anytime soon in our lifetime. So no. I believe it's it has been around. It will continually be around. And we also have to understand if you have a partner, like in life or in business, is to get clear on what each other's money's pictures are and how you're handling your finances. Like in relationship, like Kate and I, we are all in. Everything comes into one bucket. We split it up. Other relationships, they keep everything separate. We split separate. it up into different accounts, not between each other. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. No, for the, for the, that's goes into the profit system situation, but like 
for the most part, all of our income comes into one shared dual accounts. Kate and I are both on it. We are both very conscious of what's going on. There's not the thing where it's like, you take care of it and I'm just gonna sit here. We do have our money meetings we've talked about before. So we're very clear on where our financial picture is as a couple and we're clear on where our financial picture is as a business. So other couples do things differently. Other partners do things differently where you make money, I make money, we keep it separate, we do shared. So it's getting clear on what each other's picture are. And I feel like this comes up a lot about where it's like, well, my partner doesn't wanna talk about this or I don't wanna talk about that. And it's just like, it's not fair to each other to have a selfish attitude when it comes to this money situation. And we've had these created these roles in life and a lot of this pre-judgment, uh, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but it's like this pre-thought that comes in about how these roles has, has comes down from our family, right? And so it comes from the way our parents took care of money or it comes from our grandparents or whoever took care of money and then we come into the situation. Well, it's for us to define how we want this to be and to realize like the way my parents handle money might not, some of it might be the similar way, but it's not the way our relationship in life works. So we have to, and the same thing goes with Kate, like we have to create the container for ourselves. But money is a very triggering topic. And I think to bring with love into the situation as we are sitting down with it and because it will bring up stuff. Yes. And one more plug for the money love course. Yes. There's a bonus in there. Two bonuses. One is called how to talk to your honey about money. And the second one is a couples and money masterclass that Mike and I taught. So if you need help in that area, you can just go over to the moneylovecourse.com right. and if we, you, we will happily help you. If, if you've created, let's just take like 20 grand of debt. Let's just talk about that in your business or your life. And to be like, well, I'm going to get out of this. Well, if you don't have a plan to get out of it, you need help. You need help. This is for everything in life, right? And we're going to dive more we're, into this. That's is actually number our two. second thing. So transition. We all need help. Look at that official Let's transition. Just, that was good. Yeah. Let's all agree we all need help. And if you knew how to get what you want, you would already have it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have what you want, you need help. It doesn't make you any less valuable as a human being. It just means you don't have that skill set yet. So now, where do you get the skill set? So what we did in 2016, in 2016 at James Wedmore and Chelsea Wedmore's wedding, we ran into our friend Stu McLaren. He was like, I was explaining to him about our business and how we were living launch to launch. And we had our network marketing income, which was really consistent and recurring, still is grateful for that but we were kind of living launch launch it was tiring and he was like well you should have a membership and I was like I don't want to have a membership and then I also said I don't know what it would be about because I don't want to have a membership about money but it planted a seed like he was just like well it's recurring revenue it might be a good idea and I was like okay Got it. So we marinated on that and I ended up and you, you've probably heard this story before if you've heard me on other podcasts or you read Do Less or you've been listening to this podcast that basically when I got my period back after Penelope was when Penelope was 13 months old. So this was a couple of months after I ran into Stu. I wonder how Stu would feel about a whole story about him having to do with me getting my period. <laughs> it's like not something you always talk about. Um, <laughs> I think he'd be fine with it. I think he'd be fine with it. He has a daughter and a wife. So if he's uncomfortable with it, he needs to get fine with it. Cause that's his own problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's true. On James's podcast, I started talking about periods, and he was like, "I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to, mm. should I even be listening to this?" Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Yep, you should." Mm. Here we are. So anyway, I ended up getting this whole download when my period returned after 13 months of well, and then plus the nine months of being pregnant, plus the four months prior to that that, or like the six months prior to that that I hadn't had my period because I got super skinny for our wedding. So all of that time, no period. It comes back and with it came a full download of this whole new body of work, which ironically has to do with cycles. <laughs> and so it's the whole basis and that'll be our next, we'll, we'll dive into that in a minute. But basically when I got this whole download, I was like, I'm gonna write this blog post about how to make mother nature your financial planner. So I was like, this is cool. I'll talk about the different types of financial management tasks that you can do during the different phases of your cycle or the different phases of the moon. That's fun. And I started super geeking out on it. P.S. You can still find that blog and it has a little freebie that comes with it, which is a make mother nature your financial planner like planner cheat sheet. So that's in the show notes. But then I was like, Mike, I'm going to do a whole like mini course for female entrepreneurs to plan their year around these cycles and seasons of productivity. And Mike was like, that is not a course. That's your membership which is why I married him, because he's a really smart guy. And so then we realized, okay, well, who knows membership the best? Who's the expert of memberships? Stu McLaren. Right. So we found out how much it would be to work with Stu one-on-one for a private VIP day. And it was an amount of money that felt deeply uncomfortable for us to spend at that time. It wasn't that we didn't have the money. It wasn't going to put us in like massive financial distress, but we had just never spent that amount of money on coaching or anything in the past, like all at once. Outside of edu- formal education. Oh, right. Mike has his MBA and of course I, I have my whatever, whatever degree is before an MBA. A BA. Well, is just it, going to college is, is, it is a, like a BA. Yeah, a BA. A Bachelor of Arts? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have. Well, there's other, there's like Bachelor of Science. other things. So, (laughs) obviously, I didn't learn. We spent $15,000. This is very expensive for me to not even know what it's called. (laughs) Oh, no. You're talking about your education. I'm back on Stu. Oh, back on Stu. So, it was $15,000. Now, he charges more. He charges more. Still worth it, by the way. And we were like, I just remember making that transfer of money and just being like, ugh. Oh my God, this is so much money. That was a lot. Like that was, yeah. It was a lot of money. And then we were going to, we then also on top of that, what was required because we had this little baby girl at the time who was 15 months old is we flew to Chicago to drop her off with Mike's parents for the weekend. And then we flew from Chicago to Toronto to go be with Stu for this one day thing. And then we had to fly back, get our baby and then go back home. So it wasn't just the money. It was like logistically, this was not an easy thing to do. And remember how sick you were for that yes uh, yeah mike was also really sick was that what's penelope yeah Mm -hmm. and then i got called the border patrol agent called me that oh there's also this whole story about mike with crossing the border oh no not that one that was coming back into america but that's like a whole other episode for another no that's not what i was talking about oh yeah i was just talking about (laughs) the border patrol i came back the american border patrol guy he's like oh you gained a lot of weight from your passport yeah I forgot about that. Such a such a dick. Miserable. Um, it's like God. Anyway, so all of that happened, and I will tell you what. So we learned from Stu. We spent eight hours with him. Plus, he took us out to this fancy dinner, and where he w- wore a hoodie and sweatshirt to like this super fancy. Yeah, I was like in, in Toronto, shorts and sandals, which was amazing. You weren't in shorts and sandals, honey. It was December. Oh yeah. But 
<laughs> no, I think we You were not wearing shorts and sandals. No. But it wasn't we were we were rarely, We were not dressed up. No. But everyone we, else was in suits. What we got out of that one day has easily made us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Because of the strategy, most importantly, the mindset shifts that he helped us make and the tremendous even if he hadn't taught us anything to grow our business, which by the way he did, the mindset shift that it required in us to invest in ourselves in that way helped us to begin to take ourselves seriously in a way we had never done before, which is actually number three. So number two is we invested an amount in our own growth as entrepreneurs that felt uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's paid off over and over and over again. And then that investment plus other factors helped us to take ourselves seriously as business owners. Like I went from feeling like I was playing business to owning that I am a business owner. And that's been huge for me. And I continue to be on that growth trajectory of taking myself more seriously and owning my value more seriously as a business owner, as a author, whatever I do. And so that was really big for me. And I, and I think that investment with Stu helped tremendously, which set off a course of events, including us hiring our first full-time employee, Licia. We hired a president of our company. We started to build out standard operating procedures and all of these things within our company. We started using a project management software for real. And we had systems and procedures in place. And we weren't just winging it anymore. It was like we had these people on our team, so we had to get our shit together. And that was awesome. And it has reverberated through today, even though we've simplified our team and our team is smaller than at that time, we will never go back to the sort of flying by the seat of our pants, playing business way we used to do things before we hit that seven figure mark. I just combined two things into one. Would you like to share on your experience of those two things? No, I think, I mean, I know there's going to be people listening that's like, I don't have $15,000 to invest. So to be very like when I started in my business, I didn't either. Right. Like I was, I was just taking the biggest thing about hiring people or let's say watching even YouTube videos or podcasts you know, to try to learn more knowledge about things. It's not about just learning all the knowledge about it. It's actually implementing those things as well. So you could get, there's probably enough YouTube videos about growing a membership site and you could watch things and build things and to do it, it'll just take a little bit longer, right? Like what we got done paying $15,000 in a 10 hour period that it might take somebody a month to three months to do right? Or even longer, right? When you're looking at all the material to really drill down, you might have, let's say you're like, I want to invest in B school. Well, that only happens in February. So you got to wait till February and it's right now it's August. So what are you going to do in that time during this period? So there is so much free material that exists on the internet right now where you can go and do your research to build these things for yourself, right? I've spent endless amounts of time researching and watching things and listening to things to gain more knowledge around this information so your your stretch price like to say like i need to hire somebody because i really need help right you got to look at your whole life you got to look at you got to analyze your situation to be okay i need help let's say money right kate talked about the money of course that might that's 197 dollars i think it's 297 297 well uh, yeah so it's 297 <laughs> 
whoops business is hard guys yeah so it's like okay is 300 dollars a stretch for me right now it might be you know 50 bucks might be a stretch but if i'm gonna make the commitment and it's not about the willy-nilly like i'm gonna just sign up for this program and not do it you have to literally say like i am committing to this because we could have spent fifteen thousand dollars for Stu and done nothing Right. But we there's no way in hell we were going to do right. that because we had spent so much money. Right. We are right where we are today in the world. Like to say, like we talked about education. Kate's going to Brown University is like forty thousand, thirty five thousand dollars a year. Right. Not anymore. I don't know it? how much it is. It's That's like, 60, like a freaking bargain compared yeah. to what it is now. Well, okay, whatever I don't know. I have no idea. It's a lot. I hope right? that by the time our girls are college age, college is not a thing anymore. Or like it's massive. It's going to change. It's change. It's shifting. I'd like to have is. somebody who is like a futurist about the education system on the podcast to talk about. That. Well, Jordan Shapiro talks a lot about that. So we could actually oh. have him back on. We just had Jordan Shapiro. 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 Author of The New yeah. Child. And Simon Sinek's book talks a little bit about this okay. as well with anyway. leaders. Yeah, there's definitely, we could definitely talk to somebody about it because it's shifting, right? And so it's even now where it's like, well, I'm not going to spend $15,000 on a one-day session with somebody, but I'll go to college for $30,000 a year, right? So it's like, where do we invest in these things? Like to invest invest in this knowledge the knowledge exists right now in business and you can go to events you can hire people you can watch it for free online like you just pay for your online subscription you know there's so many methods to be able to do this but the biggest piece is for us for kate and i we know it's helpful for us to seek out individuals who strengths are in these areas and for us to learn that in face to face so we know we just hired a coach for Kate as well recently, and it was so powerful for her to go for one day. Like, it was six hours. Yeah, and it changed hundred percent life. Yep, and on I a saw that level. And coming her home. name is Ra Goddess, and yep. she'll be on the podcast in December. Yep. So it was like that was it was a huge investment, and it made us uncomfortable. But I knew because of us working together, Kate and I we are good as a team but there is things that she needs to talk to women about that i am not able to help her right and so she has to get out of this zone that we're currently in to go so for me to say like we're going to invest this now this is also but it's also what i've done to, to attending events etc as well so it's like it is smart so like we talked about running at the beginning of this like hiring a running coach to help improve running to prevent yeah. injury is a really good or idea like, hi getting a couples therapist if you're yes. having trouble in your marriage yeah i mean so, there's so many people so many who examples. can help you get what you want in a shorter amount of time than it would take you to figure out how to get it yourself right because when mike was saying all this information is available for free on the internet it totally is yep like between podcasts youtube videos facebook lives all the blogs like i webinars I swear everything that you could pay somebody to learn, you could learn for free. Yeah, but true. you have to sift through so much more information. You will waste so many hours with all the just shooting the shit and all the random stuff that's not what you need. And it takes a lot of time. And if you have more time than you have money, that's probably a good route to go. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling a lack of time and you want to make progress in a shorter period of time, then I really recommend investing an amount that feels uncomfortable to you so that you will be held accountable to implement what you learn. I know for me, I've been part of memberships and things that are like, I'm part of a membership right now that's $13 a month. 
I absolutely love the person who teaches this stuff. I have not gone through one piece of content, even though I adore this person, because there is zero discomfort for me in paying $13 a month and not doing anything with the material. But paying $15,000 for a day and not implementing it, uh, hell no. Yep. Like we were doing it and we were serious and we got the results and we followed the plan and it freaking worked. Right. And so that was amazing. And you have to know that you're ready because I think there's a lot of things where like, if I just invest in this, this is going to help me. But you have to really say like, we were ready. I, like we yes. had the idea. We were like, this is what yep. the membership is going to be. Now we just need the plan. But I will tell you from working with Stu, it wasn't even. Yes, the strategy was wonderful, but it was sitting with him and having him help us shift our mindset in a couple of key ways that there's no way that that would have happened through a group course, through a Facebook Live. Right. through It just wouldn't have happened. That's why sometimes paying for one-on-one -on -one or small group is so powerful when it's appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. So we're not telling everybody to spend $15,000 for a one-day thing. Like, that's no. not, and it's what not we're even, saying at it's all. Like, even what you said it doesn't have to like it could just be hanging out with a different group of people yeah you know like i so the crossfit games just ended they happened this weekend and matt frazier and tia claire Toomey, the two people that won matt's won it four years in a row and tia's won it three years in a row now like these people are insanely athletic and fit like it's crazy right to watch these people work out and so everybody lives like in cookville tennessee it's an hour east of nashville this small town with like 30,000 people and it's like the fittest it's where Rich Froning lives who won it four times he's been on the podium 10 years in a row like he's been there five years with the team five years as an individual like it is this crazy like hub of insanely it's like Silicon Valley of tech is to what the CrossFit community is to Cookville Tennessee okay so but Matt's from Vermont Tia's from Australia and they were like so why is everybody winning that lives in Cookville what's the secret there and he was like I already won two championships before I moved there. T already won one championship, was on the podium twice before I moved there. We just needed to be around other people who like work out like we do and create that community. And like that's what it feels like because he's like working at a high level like I was working by myself. And so literally people are moving there to work out in this environment, to be in this mentality, in this energy. So it's not necessarily you have to go pace. It could be just like, Going on a Monday morning to a business networking event doesn't mean you have to introduce yourself to anybody. You just like being in that environment. It is true. It's yeah. an energetic transmission. It's an energe yes, correct. It really is. Right. And I just spent last week, I met with my smaller mastermind. We're going to do a future episode on masterminds and how to find one or how to start one in a couple of weeks as part of this August podcast listening adventure. And then I went to the Omega place with my friend Megan and I got to have dinner with my friend Chris Carr and like just being around these other women, like I upped my game automatically. Mm -hmm. yep. I didn't even have to necessarily do anything. It was like, you know, if you think about electrons and their orbits around the atom and how they can shift from rings Look to ring. You. I always think about it as like that we shift into that next ring of orbit by osmosis, mm. by yeah, being good. in the room with people like playing a bigger game. It's true. 
that was like a vaguely a vague physics reference for you is are atoms physics biology physics i don't, I yeah, don't maybe. know maybe science okay. it's science we'll it's just put science. it in a science that was a, that was a science for you anatomy okay. human anatomy we could maybe uh, there yeah I don't but know. it's also not just humans i mean atoms no, make up everything yes this is neither here nor there you don't come here for physics lessons <laughs> thank god i took ap physics in high school i was the only girl in the class and I never knew what was going on ever, but I really loved the teacher and I would bring him lunch from this local gourmet <laughs> restaurant because he would help me. Th- he helped me through my parents' divorce and would pull me out of Spanish class, which I didn't like at the time. And so that was, that's like my association with physics is grilled chicken sandwiches and like counseling <laughs> my family's divorce. Amazing. Anyway. You, and, you and Albert Einstein would have good conversations. I do. I refer to Albert Einstein because, which is a great sequitur to item number four. And by the way, we'll review what these four are because I know for Kate and Mike show podcast listeners, you're not used to this much structure. So we'll recap at the end. Don't worry. But item number three was taking ourselves seriously, which investing in ourselves helped us do. Yeah. So we did number one was money clarity. Number two was investing in ourselves. And number three was taking ourselves seriously. Number four, believe it or not was doing less so here's the thing we have this cultural Mm -hmm. belief that if we want to make more money we have to work more mike and i found the opposite and that's why i wrote a whole freaking book about it but between 2015 when we had penelope so 2000 yeah 2015 i was pregnant and gave birth 2015 to 2016 like if we're talking september to september was a very difficult year 15 to 16 15 to 16 a lot of darkness there at least for me yeah you had a lot of darkness and we did way less in our business than ever before Mm -hmm. and then 26 so that was by default because we were new parents and i was struggling psychologically (laughs) we had no idea what's going on we had a sick baby i mean it's just a really hard year but our revenue didn't decrease so we did way less but our revenue remains steady i think we made it like about six hundred and thirty-two thousand, both in 2015 and 2016 something like that it was 660 and 630 okay 660 630 so then september 2016 i sort of came out of the darkness my period came back i'll never forget standing in our living room at penelope's first birthday thanking our friends and family who gathered and just bursting into tears because it had just been so hard and i was so grateful that they were in our lives and so it was just like you know at at ruby's first birthday I didn't have that feeling at all. So I just, it's so interesting to look back and be like, like, I just was like, oh, look at us. We're eating cupcakes. This is so fun. And I was like, man, that first year was hard with Penelope. So very soon after her first birthday, I got my period back. I sort of came back to the light. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with a trip to the underworld. The darkness serves us. Absolutely. I'm super grateful for it. I had mine. It's really part of that fertile void energy where you think nothing is happening, but a lot is happening. It's just below the surface. So, you know, yay for the darkness. And when I came back to the light with my period returning, so my body was coming back to relationship with myself as opposed to its primary purpose being gestating or feeding 
another human. So it's such a cool moment for anybody who's given birth and then gotten your period back. Like for me, both times it's happened. It's just like this really exciting moment. And I wish for my girls that they have that feeling of excitement when they get their period for the first time. So hopefully we'll be able to set that up. But their experience is their experience. Um, So this was coming back to the light from 2016 to 2017, September to September. We were super focused as a company and we did fewer things, but more powerfully. So we actually shifted our business model to a recurring revenue model. And so we did less, but we went all in. And we went all in with this membership, with Origin. And it was based on, you know, all these things are connected, right? But I began to track my cycle, organize my schedule around it. And then I came up with the upward cycle of success, which is the idea, the the concept that our creative projects also have these same four cycles, just like the menstrual cycle, just like the moon, just like the four seasons. And if we would embrace these four phases of our projects, we will get more done and expend less energy. So it's not about doing more things, it's about having a greater impact with the things that we do do. So we launched this membership, we did two public launches, one waitlist launch, and we hit seven figures that year, 2017. But it was through doing fewer things, but better, and it was sourced for me personally from bringing my body to the table which sounds weird, but (laughs) like bringing my body to the table in our business. Whereas prior to that, I thought of my body as one thing Mm -hmm. and our business as another thing. And I didn't think of how they were connected at all. And then once I brought my body to the table and I was like, hey, what if I sourced my best work from the same freaking place that just made a human being? Then maybe we could have a bigger impact. And that in fact, yeah, when you started, when you took your body serious, you took your business serious. It's true. It's true. And becoming a mother forced me to do that um, in a really beautiful way. So I will always bow down at Penelope's feet and just say, thank you, baby, for this body of work. Which is what Ruby did for me. Yeah. It's totally makes me cry. Because I went through the exact same thing. I mean, not not the, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I meant the darkness to light. That's what I'm referring to, not. Then Mike had a baby, which was really amazing. (laughs) You went through your own dark night of the soul. Yeah. And it was me. It was Ruby like kicking. It was telling me to get my body in gear. And since that, it's also helped me take the business in more seriously. I mean, I always took our business. I always, I think I've always taken our business seriously in one form, definitely more serious than you for a long time. And then now it's, it's taking but it's taking my strengths it's taking yourself serious. seriously within our business. Which goes to point number four that you brought up about. There is the attitude, especially in the Midwest where I'm from. It's like you are the solution and the answer to all the problems and you have everything and you got to work hard and you got to get it done. And it's your response. Like that is BS people. Like you are not the, there, I am an expert in like maybe one or two things ever. Right. Like I will never be an expert in everything that exists. Right. Kitchen like, drawer organization. I can organize Mike the Watts crap out of stuff. Right. World. Right. Like I can organize the crap 
app. I can create systems. Like it's, it is very, I'm very good at that. The strengths are from there. I'm really good dad. I really like that. Right. So also it's like a things, great, husband. great husband crushing the husband game. And so it's, it's like, there are small, there's like maybe five things in my life that I'll be at one, maybe at one time, maybe over time I will stop, you know, I'll be an expert surfer. I don't know, but it's like most likely not, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you, you want never to. know, but it like it, it's, that's going to change over time, but I am not an expert landscaper. I am not an expert person that cuts grass. I am not an expert painter. I am not an expert at like remodeling things. I can use a hammer and a drill to put things together, et cetera, and repair certain things. Right. But like to put insulation, I do I have a desire to do that. No. Right. But there's this attitude that things like we have to do it all ourselves and we don't. So when it came to like me and my body this year in 2018, it was I this would end health. Like I have had so many people reach out to me recently. We're going to do probably an episode. We in the will future. do an episode. But like about what I went through within the skin and how everything's happening. But like it was my responsibility to care for myself. And like a relative close to us has gone through a very extreme health circumstance in the last two months and their their whole realization for the whole thing was like at the end of it with the health system that we currently have in the united states is i am personally responsible for my own care regardless of your doctors like they were literally shuffling papers from doctor's office to doctor's office because the fax machines didn't work and i went through this my exact self they literally drove to the hospitals picked up the paperwork drove it to the next place dropped it off like and it was the same thing with our business and it's finding the people to support us in our lives personally as well as in our business that can help us do that and it's recognizing this in our company to say, like, what is the first thing I need to get rid of? What is the first thing that I am doing that I no longer enjoy? Yes. And I just want to say, you sort of just negated your point by saying, like, with the, I just want to say the medical thing that Mike just said was a tangent. Yes. Because he just said, you have to be in charge of everything over there, which was in direct conflict with the lesson oh great yeah well okay so no i was do not have to be responsible but i was saying for me like it putting right so it's in that context but like i have to know in my company as well what my strengths are and what do i have to get rid of right like so that so the medical piece that i went to that's going to be a different episode no but there's a doctor that's an expert at here they're not an expert at getting paperwork from one place to the next place right so it's like it's my responsibility is that as the owner of the company that's you're kind of in that place as well too like as the owner of your company you are kind of the middle person in the role especially if your company's small like you're the owner of the company you are directing traffic to a certain degree of where what needs to be worked on and it's it's our responsibility to make sure that we can create those connections right it's creating those connections so people can empower each other well to, and put to do the that. right people in place That's correct who are better than us at the thing that they do yes so for example takisha who is our head of community care and she's our community manager our head empress in origin she's just better at being in there loving up our members than i am her responses to people's questions are better than mine her compassionate responses her reflection responses are better than I would do. Yes. And I love that because I go in there and I'm like, look at what we're able to do as a company. And I'm not in there doing that right now. Now, am I in there doing some things? Absolutely. But like, there's a certain flavor mm-hmm. that Takesha is just better at than me. Right. Which and, I love. Yep. And then as that's, that's expanded, but also going back to kind of how you shared your story, like we hit a million dollars, but also our expenses doubled. 
right in that year. So, and then the next year they kind of stayed the same and actually went up a little bit. Our profit decreased and it was clarity for us going back to the very first point. It's like, we need to do something different because this is not sustainable for us moving forward. So it was the piece where now I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. No, just go this year. Go there. Anyway, this year we have significantly increased our profitability through new financial systems. So in summary, you know, a million dollars is not a million dollars. Number one, there's revenue, there's expenses, there's gross profit, there's net profit. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole other conversation. But well, I, somebody hands you a million dollars of cash and then you're like, here's a million dollars. In which case it is a million dollars, but you're going to owe 480 of it to, to the government for taxes. Anyway, <laughs> so what we are saying is the seven figure mark for us was a relatively arbitrary number. And this episode is about up leveling, whatever that means to you. Yes, there's the financial management piece and making sure it's more profitable and so we've been working on that and i'm happy to report that we have more money in the bank than we've ever had literally before which is so exciting okay so our four things that we did to move from six to seven figures which will help you up level whatever that means for you in this moment in this season of life and business is number one we dialed in our financial management system number two We invested in ourselves in a way that felt uncomfortable and it forced us to be accountable to implementing what we learned. Number three, that investment in ourselves and other things that we did helped us take ourselves more seriously and move from playing business to being business owners and that energetic up level, I know, attracted more revenue. And then number four, we practiced the do less principles of body first, business second, doing fewer things but better and all the other things that I teach in do less and doing less helped us make more money and impact more lives. So that's what we've got for you today. Remember, we're going to be doing a Facebook Live on my page, Kate Northrup on Facebook, of course, Facebook Live on Facebook on Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. If you are listening to this podcast after, you know, the week that it came out, you can still go back and watch that Facebook Live. And if you want to make sure that you're getting notifications of the Facebook Lives, plus getting your tracker, plus getting chances to win prizes and giveaways, and you want to follow along on the podcast listening adventure with us, then go to katenorthrop.com forward slash August, and you will be able to follow right along with us with this podcast listening adventure. So the Facebook Live on Friday is going to dive deeper into this topic, we'll answer your questions, and we will be able to mastermind with you on your specific up-leveling needs. So that's what's happening. We're so excited next week for the podcast listening adventure, episode number three. This is a frequently requested topic, which is basically how do I find my people? How do I find those real lifelong deep connections in business and in life that is going to help me with my sense of belonging and also help me up-level, help me by osmosis, hop into the next orbit energetically, whatever that means for you. So that's what we're going to be covering next week because Mike and I are actually really good at that. And we have some tips for you. That's it. I think, is that it? I believe so. Okay. Hey, also, if you liked this episode, please subscribe to the Kate and Mike show so that you don't miss an episode. In September, we're going to be having a bunch of bonus episodes and you will miss them unless you're subscribed Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be emailed to our list. Also, 
please leave a review over on iTunes. Those reviews help more people like you find the podcast. And we love to do listener shout outs. So if you leave a review, we may very well likely read your review on the podcast and possibly even send you something in the mail. Oh, you definitely get something in the mail. Great. So yeah. if you're this week a, I'm mailing U, a, mug. a U.S. person, right? Is it only U.S. people or are we checking all well, the Well, right now we're checking U.S. because there's a bandwidth issue. So We have a bandwidth issue. Yeah. Our um, system's not dialed in hey, for this process. Hey, but listen, if you're, but, a, if you're an international person and you leave us a review, yeah. just shoot Mike a DM, Mike J. Watts, on Instagram and let him know. And so then he can actually check. Oh, that would be way easier. Right? Yeah. Do less. Yeah. Let's D- lean if, on our community. If you leave a review send me a message at mike j watts and say what country that you left the review and then we can actually read it and that would be super we don't mind sending you a mug in you know because looking through like 20 countries is that can take a while yeah uh actually there are 198 countries no i know but i my guess is like in um zimbabwe we might have a listener, but I, I could check. Hey, if you're in Zimbabwe and you're listening, will you please message Mike? Yeah. Okay. And maybe you could even write it in Shona. That would be incredible. Not that we would know what we were saying. Anyway. Is that the language? That's the language in Zimbabwe. Oh, wow. Yes. Nice. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you. Go back and listen. By the way, we've had one Zimbabwean guest, which is Dr. Tara Rai Trent, the author of The Awakened Woman. And we talked about why yeah. owning your sexuality as a woman is so important for changing the world. So just go listen to Fun that fact about Fun Zimbabwe. Fact about Zimbabwe. That just randomly popped in my head. So that was, that was the first thing I thought of. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you Friday for the Facebook Live, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will see you next week to talk about making amazing friends. Bye. Hey, this episode is sponsored by the Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit from our dear friend, Amy Porterfield. She's one of my absolute favorite women in the online business space because she is so smart and such a good teacher. So if you are thinking about creating an online course, you really need to get this free and highly insightful guide, which will help you kickstart your digital course journey. So you'll be ready to create a profitable digital course and the impact you've dreamed of. And you can go over to katenorthrop.com forward slash Amy, and it's the ultimate course creation starter kit over at katenorthrop.com forward slash Amy.